Well, Missouri is a 28-point underdog against Georgia tomorrow. Should you give the points? Well, I'll give you my final recommendation and score prediction, plus a look forward to Missouri's football schedule for the rest of the season coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. We are your team every day. And you know what? This episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code locked on and get your first pos- deposit doubled up to $100. And you know what, before we get into football, just really quickly here, I do want to remind you all that tonight is Mizzou Madness, the opening practice unofficially for the Tigers. I believe the men's team, at least, had their first official practice yesterday, but tonight at 8 o'clock on the quad on Mizzou campus, just, I believe, north of Jesse Hall. They're going to put down a basketball court, some bleachers, the whole deal. So that should be a fun event. Hopefully I'll be able to check it out for a little while tonight, time permitting, of course. But you know what? Again, I just encourage all of you to check it out. I think this, if you have time tonight, the weather's going to cooperate. Dennis Gates and company getting some real excitement going here. So to me, why not see something different? I, I just... This would be a lot less enticing to me if it were just the same old thing in Mizzou Arena, but hey, outdoor basketball, a little bit of a different opportunity, a different atmosphere, and just a different angle to see the Tigers. Should be a fun deal, but you know what? Of course, we got to talk about the Tigers against the Georgia Bulldogs, and obviously as 28-point underdogs over at betonline.net, not a lot of hope for a victory, that's for sure. And frankly, a not-so-fantastic-looking injury report for Week 5 for the Tigers as well. Chad Bailey, one of Missouri's really good linebackers, just a heck of a tandem there with him and Tyron Hopper so far. Well, Chad Bailey is going to be out in this ball game, unfortunately. So, bad news there. Obviously, we know Zeke Powell, the starting right tackle, is out for the rest of the season. So it looks like Connor Wood, who was playing right guard, is going to slide over and play right tackle, while Mitch Walters will come off the bench and man right guard for this offensive line. Also, very notable on there, questionable, is Luther Burden the third. So we noticed that Luther didn't take a lot of snaps offensively, if any, perhaps, in the second half. Very few, if any, and was basically just only out there to catch punts in the second half. So the fact that he's questionable is obviously a little bit troubling as well. Otherwise, you know, basically it's the same injury report we've been seeing for a while. Chance Looper still out. So hopefully that young man can get healthy here pretty soon and at least see the field for the back half of this season. And I'll tell you, as far as a prediction goes and and my advice on if you should bet on Missouri or not. Well, I hate to say it, a part of me thinks Georgia absolutely demolishes Missouri here because the dogs definitely didn't play their best ball against Kent State last week. And well, their coaches have probably 
been letting them hear about it all week. Also, I pointed out in my previous episode some what I thought were some slight weaknesses that perhaps Missouri could take advantage of on Saturday. Well, I will point out that one of Georgia's best receivers, A.D. Mitchell, didn't play against Case against Kent State. His status still looks to be up in the air right now. He may he may be a go against Missouri. We'll just have to see there. But I've also seen some other Dogs fans commenting on my YouTube page that one of their other top wide receivers was out in that game as well. They didn't tell me their status for this week, but that is something to watch. I just wanted to point out that, listen, I'm sure Georgia has plenty of good wide receivers. I just thought it was notable that they were really only throwing to Ladd McConkney and also the tight ends and the running backs. Really, all the other receivers were just out there running wind sprints. Just something I wanted to point out. But I will just say overall, I think this Missouri defense is pretty solid. Maybe not great, not a top 10 or 20 kind of unit, but I think a very, very solid unit. It's just hard for me to believe that Missouri is going to score enough points against this Georgia defense to keep it competitive. But you know what? I'll be slightly optimistic and say that Georgia wins this ball game 35-13. to couple field goals from Harrison Meavis. He connects on both of them. Missouri gets a touchdown as well. Frankly... That even scoring three times, including a couple field goals, that might be asking a lot for Missouri against this dog's defense. But what the heck, I'm feeling optimistic. And while I did, obviously, if you did the math there, yes, a 22-point spread, I'm still saying don't be a hero here. I, I just don't see a reason to take Missouri here. I, I think the total of 54 is fair as well. I just think there is potential for Georgia to score enough points here to put that away as well. I would certainly lean toward the under, if anything, but all these bets to me are stayaways this week. You know, we did pretty well last week, so let's just sit on our profits after the Auburn game. So let's face it, a win here for your Missouri Tigers is incredibly unlikely, but at least one future Missouri opponent in this schedule seems quite a bit more vulnerable did than it did at least a couple weeks ago. So let's talk about that and the future Missouri opponents. But first, I want to tell you that this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football season. So easy to get started and just so much fun to play around with while you're watching the Tigers or any other teams out there. You know, I've got a lot of ACC props and pickums that I'm into this week. In fact, give me Jordan Davis, the Florida State quarterback, higher than 260 and a half passing yards against Wake. Also, Drake May, the North Carolina quarterback, higher than 265 and a half passing against Virginia Tech. And hey, that same ball game on the other side, go ahead and give me Grant Wells for the Hokies to go under 220 and a half passing, even though obviously that UNC secondary has really struggled in particular against App State. If you watch that game, I just got a feeling it's going to go the other way in this one, but you know what? It doesn't matter. Whatever you're into, whatever your edge is, you got to check it out at underdog. It's easy to play and available in over 30 States. Sign up with the promo code locked on. That's one word, locked on, and Underdog will double your first deposit 
up to a hundred dollars. That's right. You deposit a hundred bucks, you get a hundred bucks for free. So go to underdogfantasy.com or find underdog fantasy in the app store or Google play. That's underdog fantasy promo code locked on. Get in on the college football pick 'em action today at underdog fantasy with the promo code one word locked on. Well, once again, if you want to, if you want some hope for tomorrow against Georgia, if you're a Missouri fan, well, you can look to Kent State and say, well, heck, depending on which metrics you want to look at, S and P Plus by Missouri guy Bill Conley. Well, a hundred and second in the country is Kent State. If you want to go by the Football Outsiders FEI, well, a hundred and fifth is Kent State so far this season. So. Missouri, quite a bit better than that in the mid-50s, so you got to think, well, it's at least possible that Missouri could hang in there, especially in front of a big home crowd. Not saying I'm betting on it, but it is possible. Missouri will certainly need some mistakes by the dogs and turnovers and all that good stuff. But you know what? Once again, as unlikely as that might be, i got to say, the last couple weeks, Suddenly, a win in Gainesville is looking much more possible. While obviously Missouri has a tough road to hoe the rest of this season for the most part, other than you know a couple games against Vanderbilt and New Mexico State that you got to think the Tigers are going to win relatively easily. Well, other than that, not any gimmies left on this schedule. But Florida, after a really, really great start to its season, beating a legitimately good, I'd say top 15 or 20 at the very least, Utah team in their home stadium to open the year. Ever since then, well, been kind of a mixed bag for Florida. And, you know, when you just look at the quarterback, first of all, Anthony Richardson, if you just watched him in a workout, he probably has the best physical tools in the country. The arm, the body, the the, the scrambling ability, the elusiveness, the whole thing. But unfortunately, he has a real tendency to turn the ball over frequently as well. Just some of the little things that it requires, the mental side of being a quarterback, I'm just not sure it's all there yet for Richardson. Now, sometimes it does seem like it's there, and he puts it all together and looks like, again, the guy who should probably be the number one pick in the NFL draft. But don't think that's going to happen because of his, well, obvious limitations perhaps, or just his... His lack of growth, maybe, at the position so far. Again, a guy who's really, really inexperienced still for the most part. Not giving up on him at all with that talent. But still, early in his career, Missouri, with its solid defense, has a chance to to shake him a little bit. And you know what? Even more importantly, that Florida defense is just not good right now at all. In fact, you look at S&P, you look at that metric, S&P plus Florida Let's see here as I stretch out my words to try to find this ranking. Ah, yes, here we go. Florida 44th overall in S&P, 76th defensively. So the problems last year for Florida defensively with Dan Mullen certainly haven't been solved overnight by Billy Napier and his regime. And by the way, a big reason for Missouri having a better defense than Florida and Florida's defense continuing to struggle Obviously, Tyron Hopper, Missouri's best defensive player, more than likely so far this season. Well, guess what? He was definitely the best player defensively on the field last year 
for Florida in Columbia. So a fair bit of irony there and certainly a a zero-sum game there for the Gators. Missouri got the gain and Florida got the loss. So to me, Missouri, I think they have a real chance to win in the Swamp. About as good as they had at beating Auburn, quite honestly. Maybe not quite as good because of the quarterback situation, but again, Anthony Richardson, as likely as he might be to hit a big play, at times it seems like he's just as likely to give you a turnover, which is something you want if you're going to pull a a slight upset on the road, to make a very obvious statement. Now, obviously, Kentucky and Tennessee are looking rather strong so far, and it's going to be interesting, I think, to see how Kentucky plays against Ole Miss this Saturday. That's going to tell me a lot. Ole Miss looks pretty legit as well, but you know what? Maybe Arkansas isn't quite as good as we expected. 28th in S&P Plus right now with a narrow victory over Missouri State factoring in pretty heavily there. Arkansas also could easily be 4-0, but frankly, blew a multiple touchdown lead there against Texas A&M. I, I think, gosh, were the Razorbacks up 20 to nothing, or was it just 20 to 7, something like that? Sorry, I don't have that right in front of me, but either way, a, a pretty heartbreaking loss there for the Hogs as well. And, you know, at one point, Arkansas was top 10 there, flirting with it. You know, I, I'm just not sure that they're that quality of a club right now. And, and once you, just to give you some more reference points here, for these S&P Plus numbers that I'm giving you. Auburn is currently ranked 38th. Again, Florida at 44. Another Missouri opponent, Kansas State, 23rd. To me, once you get outside of the top 15 or 20 or so, and you sort of get into the 30s and the 40s and the 50s, where Missouri happens to reside, along with South Carolina, by the way, they're right there as well in the mid-50s. I just don't think there's that much of a huge difference between those clubs. I think a lot of those, a lot of those matchups are going to come down to the spot on the schedule, injuries, specific matchups and strengths and weaknesses. So I I guess the point I'm trying to make here in this segment is perhaps things aren't as bleak for Missouri as you might think. While certainly I don't think they're going to be favored, at least right now on paper, in any games other than, I would say, Vanderbilt and New Mexico State. But at the same time, I don't think most of those games, other than perhaps Kentucky and Tennessee, are games that are impossible for Missouri to win, and, and obviously Georgia as well. That's that's the toughest game of all, to say the least. But to me, you've still got a chance here if you're Missouri to make a bowl game, despite whatever happens tomorrow. And coming up, while this sold-out crowd will attract a lot of recruiting visitors tomorrow on the football side and on the basketball side as well, there is one guy from the basketball side that may be committing sooner rather than later. So let's keep an eye on that young man, and let's do a little uniform talk in Project Run Play right after these quick words. Well, Dennis Gates and company have brought a lot of really interesting and highly touted prospects to campus these days, and I just think in general that's a huge deal and a big sort of ad, big sign, big advertisement, a big billboard telling all the recruits in the country that yes, Missouri is a viable option. Heck, you never know, even perhaps 
for somebody like Bronny James, who may actually go to college after all, it's sounding like. But, you know, a ton of guys like Manute Bowles' son, John Bowl, for instance, James Brown, a top 25 kind of prospect, have been have been making the, the rounds a lot in the recruiting circles. But it sounds like, according to Gabe DeArmond at Power Mizzou anyway, that if there's one guy that's likely to commit to Missouri sometime soon, it would be Jordan Butler, the six foot ten, hundred and ninety-five pound center from Greenville, South Carolina. And my eyebrows went up a little bit there when I said center, because at one ninety-five, well, clearly this kid's gonna need to fill out a tiny bit if he's gonna truly play center. But again, hey, you do have to say, considering the position list like defense that Dennis Gates likes to run, well, maybe a true, true center is perhaps less important in that style of defense, but at the same time, you got to rebound the ball at a certain point, and uh, tough to do that when you're 195 pounds. But you start to realize when you look at Butler's recruiting profile, he basically didn't have one until after his junior season. So this looks like a kid who's probably had a pretty massive growth spurt to me, a kid who was not ranked by rivals.com as late as a few months ago suddenly he shoots up to 69th in the country now he's 102nd overall kind of hard to know what to make of him exactly as a prospect but he's got official offers from lots of teams in the southeast including Auburn Florida State South Carolina and Alabama but all indications are it's going to come down between Missouri and the home state Gamecocks so We'll just have to see what happens there. We'll have more on Jordan Butler, certainly, if he does indeed commit to Missouri at some point. So when it comes to the Missouri uniforms this week, well, obviously, by calling this segment Project Run Play, well, that's a bit of a tongue-in-cheek joke and sort of making fun of the uniform process a little bit, right? But at the same time, Lord knows I love giving my opinions about the uniforms, but When Missouri started maybe this trend, let's say, when it entered the SEC, I would say, of sort of changing up its uniform combinations on a semi-regular basis, well, there was a time when that all felt very new, and really, Oregon was kind of the team who started changing uniforms basically every week, so at the time, it felt like, hey, for years, you could have the thought of, ooh, what would a gold helmet look like? Ooh, what would a white helmet look like? Ooh, what would all gold jerseys look like? Even though, of course, Missouri did do that at one point in the 80s, I believe. But you know what? All these different combinations, well, we've seen them now. And you know what? For the most part, they're fine. And some of them are really, really cool. But frankly, they're just not as good as the classic Mizzou looks. And here's what I mean by the classic Mizzou looks. Number one, a black helmet. That's a requirement. Number two, at home, I either want to see black. I want to see black tops for sure, but I either want gold pants or black pants. Nothing else. And Missouri is indeed wearing all black tomorrow night. And I approve. All good. Like the look. Again, that used to be, you know, 20, 25 years ago when Missouri started wearing the all blacks on a more regular basis. Well, that was actually considered. See, I'm old enough to remember when that was considered a radical look. And 
well, people are always saying, bring back the gold pants and all that good stuff. And I'll just tell you, I'm all about the gold pants too, but on the road, how about those road combinations? Again, black helmet, white tops, and you know what? I'll take any of the three pants on that one. That's where I'll get a little radical there too. Just like I like the all blacks at home, well, I like the all whites on the road sometimes too. Again, switch it up. Black pants, gold pants, white pants. I'm all good with that. But to me, let's stick with the black helmet. Even if you want to rotate out the logo just a tiny bit, you want to you want to go with a block M, maybe change up the block M slightly on occasion. And go with the power tiger like Missouri is. That's enough change to me. That's enough possible combinations. To me, the whole, I don't know, just once you start going... Yellow helmets, now we're starting to look like Arizona State a little bit. And at a certain point, I just want Missouri to have its actual brand. Maybe you disagree with me. Maybe I'm preaching to the choir. I don't know. Regardless, I thank you so much for listening to Locked On Mizzou, as always, and making us your first listen every day. Now, hey, why not make your second listen? Locked On SEC with Chris Gordy, my fine colleague, and his fine assortment of excellent guests from Locked On and across the college football landscape. Again, that's Locked On SEC. So you know what? Until next time, I'm John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.